It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast mm-hmm. with your host, my name, D. here with another wonderful episode please 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 if you have not seen or heard any of my episodes in the past please check out www.thegamedayt or the best way you can find it search out sports on your spotify apple podcast account and listen to all my past episodes this is the game day tea where we talk about sports and inclusion and everything in between but today i have a guest with me who's no who he's no stranger to my podcast um and we're gonna keep this really positive and upbeat paul we're not gonna (laughs) we're not gonna be all doom and gloom because you know there's still good some good baseball to be left but uh welcome back to the game day t paul sanders avid mets fan Yes, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here um, to keep it positive. Uh, there's a lot of good baseball going on. Yes, there is. And on that positive note, um, since, I, like I said, you are a Mets fan, can we just talk about how great the Mets have done this year? Um, people I was reading online and people weren't quite expecting this from this team. We know you all have some good talent on that team, but they didn't expect a hundred games per se from what I was gathering. Is that the sentiment that you shared as well? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, we knew we were going to take steps forward. We knew that uh, we had a vastly improved team over uh, 2021 as well as obviously 2020. Um, But we did know that we're in the same division as the Braves. So we, we certainly did not say, well, most fans did not say, um, we're going to take out the Braves. Uh, and we came close. Yeah. Um, but obviously in the last weekend, you know, the Braves did the, what they did to us. And, you know, we are in the wild card now and the Braves are waiting for uh, yeah. a couple of more days. So what was your, like, most exciting part of the season? Like, uh, well, most exciting, probably unexpected, something like, what was that for you? Um, well, I, I think a couple of things for the, the Mets obviously stand out to me was the uh, the seven run comeback against the Phillies earlier in the year in the ninth inning. So that was that was an amazing game. Um, five all stars was a was a was a pretty big deal. Um, you know, uh, you know, seeing Jacob Degrom come back after significant uh, surgery and being out was also great. Mm-hmm. But also seeing, you know, some of our future uh, coming up, and they haven't all performed to the level we would have hoped, but we saw glimpses of what could be. Um, some of them are on the injured list now as well. Um, but Brett Beatty, Mark Vientos, uh, uh, Alvarez, right here in the last week of the season. Uh, you know, really, really exciting. But I think the most exciting thing for us uh, as Mets fans is Buck Showalter. Um, without a doubt, you know, we had a lot of great pickups in the offseason, but Buck Showalter was the biggest one. Um, you know, after Louis Rojas, who was a great guy, um, great coach, forced into the role as manager for the last two seasons of the Mets, and, and before that, the abject failure of Mickey Calloway. Um, you know, we needed someone to come in here and really right the ship, and he has done so. He is probably going to be the National League Manager of the Year. Yeah, 
He's done a great job. And uh, you mentioned some of the, the youth that the Mets were showing. I think that's the reason why, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm an avid Atlanta Braves fan from Atlanta, Georgia, now living in California. But I think that's why this Atlanta Braves team, for me, was so special. I like this team better than the World Series team from last year. Um, to be determined what happens this year with the in the playoffs. But um, the youth was Spencer Strider. Oh, my gosh. Uh, pitching lights out. I mean, that was unexpected. Uh, you got Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris, who got $72 million for how well he was playing, came up from double A. Not triple A, but came up from double A and did so well in the outfield for this. It's It was a really remarkable. And I give AA, the general manager for the Atlanta Braves, all, all the kudos to him because he could have, you know, filled this team up with a whole bunch of trades mm-hmm. with big money guys. And he said, no, let's bring up some youth, youthful guys and let's see what we got. And so I really enjoyed the youth on this team. And, you know, and again, kudos to to the Braves and Alex Anthopoulos, especially. I mean, one of the uh, biggest pickups I think he made uh, at the deadline, which gave a lot of dividends to the Braves, was Robbie Grossman. Um, got him for practically nothing. Yeah. Um, you know. He saved us in some games. Single-handed. Yeah, I mean. You guys had some injuries where Grossman came in and he really, you know, um, was a steady force. Um, but, you know, you guys didn't miss a beat. Freddie Freeman left, obviously sad for, for the Braves mm-hmm. fans. But uh, Matt Olson came in, played 162 games this year. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to say, you know, made you forget Freddie Freeman, major part of the franchise history. But he certainly did his best to uh, – to to at least quell the the hurt <laughs> he did and you know that whole freddie freeman offseason thing spilled into the regular season paul if you remember i was just oh, like why is this like even like a thing right now? i don't know what the, it was i blame it on the la media looking for stories to like it's if their team wasn't good already that they probably had they should have had enough stories to run but they just drummed that up as far as like the no it was the manager's fault it was just like Girl, this is like, can we please move past this? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a very cautionary tale for for a lot of players, though. Mm-hmm. That you know, you have agents, and your agents are there to represent you. But you better make sure at the end of the day, you know what the final offer is or what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that you know, knew how close. Um, the contract offer was to the Dodgers. Um, of course, who knows what would have happened? I mean, it would have been a completely different team this year. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have Matt Olson. It's absolutely cautionary tale. Um, you know, the, the 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 Dodgers offered a contract that was absolutely substantial. The Braves offered a contract that was almost as substantial. And I think that uh, Freddie Freeman would still be in the Atlanta Brave if he really knew mm-hmm. um, what was offered. Um, his uh, his agent did not go back and tell him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then that begs to ask the question, would the Braves this year be as successful and we'll never know obviously if freddie freeman still was there matt olson would not be coming in um so you know it's a different team a different makeup Uh, they've been just as well even more successful it seems in a lot of ways with matt olson and the amount of wins and stuff like that so 
you know, um, you know, players need to be uh, aware of who they have representing them, not always as the agent on their side. And I think, you know, uh, Scott Boris is also a great example of how an agent is vilified. But when he really does his job and push comes to shove, he really represents his 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 uh, his clients to the T and they get the most out of them. But mm-hmm. of course, is, is he not telling everyone everything? Um, so who knows? It, it, it's a, it's a quite the conundrum with like how I understand how some people say, you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, as much as I would have loved Freddie to be here, like Matt Olson, he had a stretch this season where he was just unstoppable. And it's like, would Freddie have been like that, that same force that Matt Olson was? We just don't. No, would have Freddie would have got hurt this year? We just it's just so much things that we don't know. Where we say, hey, it worked out for both teams. Like the Dodgers, obviously. I mean, what Freddie had some uh, a record, right? He was chasing a record this season. Uh, what was that record? Um, uh, he was he most came RBIs, in, was it? Uh, he was up there in that. But him and Jeff McNeil of the Mets were neck and neck to the last game of the season for the batting title. Yeah, batting uh, McNeil, McNeil went over uh you know sat for the day um freeman had to go four for four and he did not mm. so he uh he lost out i think by one percentage point uh mcneil won the title with a three point uh, three two six and freeman ended with i think point three two five gotcha okay yeah see good for freddie like hey dodgers <laughs> got what they paid for we got what we paid for in olsen um, I wanted to transition that sure. into, into saying, um, what do you think was the, let's talk about the elephant in the room, right? What do you think was the issue with the blown 10 and a half game lead for the Mets? Um, as an Atlanta fan, we got down that far and I was just like, this is just not our year. You know, Atlanta historically in all the sports isn't known for comebacks, period. So when we get down and out, you know, we get behind, oh, let's chalk up the season. That was a complete surprise to all Braves country. What do you think from a Mets perspective was the reason for that collapse? Well, I, so so two things. One, you know, as we spoke earlier in this, uh, you know, conversation so far, we talked about how nobody really expected the Mets to be as successful as they are this year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it then got to our heads. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a phrase in um, sports about touching the money, okay. meaning you think you are going to be the champions, you are going to go all the way, and I think a lot of Mets fans did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the team did. I think the team was always cognizant about how good the Braves were. The Braves had some injuries, um, while the Mets didn't. Um, except for, you know, obviously DeGrom and then Scherzer got hurt, but our starting pitching still carried us through. And as you can see, the record showed that. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think happened, though, was the Braves just got healthy and came back with a vengeance and played to the level that they could. Um, Now, yes, you guys went on to this ridiculous tear. I think in June or July, you were like 24 and 4, something like that. I mean, it was was unheard of. 14 and yeah, I mean, it was it was crazy. I don't necessarily think the Mets collapsed. I mean, because we still 
we finished the end of the year with the same exact record as you guys. Right. Um, I think what we didn't have was uh, a, we had a lack of intensity. Um, I think that a lot of people just wrote the division off to the Mets' favor. I think the team, like I said earlier, in the beginning realized, well, the Braves are are, are, are a tough team, but we're handling them. And I think we just got lackadaisical. I mean, losing three to the Cubs, losing three to the Nats, uh, you know, we lost one to Oakland, uh, we lost one to the Pirates, games that we should have won. Or at the very least, won at least one out of those series, mm-hmm. um, you know, where we lost two or three, would have probably put us over the top from you guys that it wouldn't have mattered what happened kind of in that last weekend because we would have been that many more wins ahead. Right. Um, so while, um, and this is going to sound weird as a Mets fan, I don't want to say that we collapsed, not because it sounds terrible for us, but I don't think it does justice to just how good the Braves really are. And, and, and that kills me as a Mets fan to say that, but, but the Braves are an outstanding team. I mean, there's no way around it. We might not like it. We might not want to accept it, Mm -hmm. but I think the Braves really are the class of the, of the NL East. And, you know, with the exception of the Dodgers, they're the second best team in the national league. Um, even the fact that the Mets and the Dodge, uh, the Mets and the Braves finished with the same record, mm-hmm. the Braves are just definitely a better team. Right. So, do you say, all right? So you all are in the wild card, right? Do yes, they need for now? For now, <laughs> today is a pivotal. For those who are listening for Tuesday, we're recording this on the Saturday before uh, the the Mets play again. The Padres for the second game. Is the season overall disappointment if the Mets lose tonight? So, one, I, I, I don't want to say it's a disappointment in the fact that we didn't have a lot of great games, a lot of great memories. Mm-hmm. I think it's a disappointment in terms of where we reset our expectations. Um, I was actually at the game last night. At City Field, uh, had great seats, about 15 rows behind home plate. Um, and it was demoralizing, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what it'll be. It'll be a heartbreaking end to a really good season. Um, I don't think I would say the season was a failure of, or disappointment, as it's hard to say it was disappointing after winning 101 games and exceeding the expectations that were set out for us to begin with. Um, And I also, again, also want to say that if we do lose this series, um, it's not for the lack of the Padres giving us opportunities, at least in last night's game. I mean, three times we had a runner on third. We had left seven or eight people on base all night. I mean, we let Darvish go out there and look like Cy Young, who he mm-hmm. going into that game had a, a two and five postseason record. So, you know, the, the Mets, uh, I hate to say it, you know, again, and I've said that a couple of times because I really do. Um, the Mets have this ability to, uh, you know, rip victory, uh, you know, uh, out of our, our hands, uh, you know, very easily. And that's a, a trend that's happened many times in our history. Um, the, Bra- uh, the the Padres are a good team, don't get me wrong. I mean, but they're an 89-win team. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, we should be beating them, but they did beat us four out of two, uh, four to two uh, games in the season series. So they won four of six this this season against us. And I, you mentioned pitching. Degrom goes on the mound tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, we know what Scherzer did. You know, with the four home runs. What? Where? Where do the Mets look to? You know, next season. You know, they're both not getting any younger. That's for sure. And mm -hmm. we don't know was Degrom. He's a free agent. So it's like, what? What do you think the Mets do in this off season to kind of shore up? that pitching i mean it's already good but it's like what do you right. think the plan is so 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 degrom isn't a free agent but he can opt out after this year and he's pretty much said he's going to okay. um and with the two likely places if he doesn't come back to the mets one being the braves is where he'd like to go or the rangers potentially and i personally see the rangers as a better fit in terms of getting a contract, the, we talked about it before, you know, uh, Strider is on that team, Max Freed, uh, who else you got? Uh, Kyle Wright. Yeah. You, you guys don't necessarily need Jacob deGrom. You don't and, know if we're going to pay Swanson or not. I don't and that's the big Swanson thing. Yeah. DeGrom type of situation here. Right. So, 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 and the money is, a, is obviously an issue with the Braves and the Braves ownership mm -hmm. where I think Texas just, will give him what he wants if he decides not to come back to uh new york i think tonight's game and we'll find out and you'll know by tuesday when this airs <laughs> if for some reason Degrom um does not do well and he gets booed off the mound like uh scherzer did last night i mean it was really not good the way yeah. that the mets fans treated scherzer last that's, night that's, that's, that's um, pretty bad yeah, it was. I mean, we would not be here if it wasn't for him. I think that that will potentially seal the deal for DeGrom leaving New York. Mm -hmm. um, he has been the backbone since 2015 of our team, um, in terms of pitching, at, the, at least. Uh, and, you know, if he doesn't perform to the level that the fans expect him to, um, and we boo him off the mound... I, I think that could be a big part of him not being here. That being said, I do think that our pitching overall will be okay. Scherzer is not the Scherzer from 10, 15 years ago, but he's still obviously a force. He can opt out after next season, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but we still have Taiwan Walker. We still have uh, Carrasco, who came on, uh, you know, all year this year after coming back from injury, um, as well as when he was with Cleveland and came over his injuries. You know, he obviously had leukemia, stuff like that. So he's battled back. He's been really good. Um, Chris Bassett, you know, is there. I think we'd have to sign someone else uh, as well to, to round out the rotation. But, you know, we didn't have to ground for most of the season, and right. we still had almost 70 wins without him. So yeah. I, I think that, you know, the Mets would be okay um, if uh, we don't. I think our biggest need right now, if we're going to really go after and try to sign somebody, is re-signing Edwin Diaz. Um, our closer, okay. who uh, is a free agent after this year, um, as well as I think that we should really, really try to lock up Pete Alonzo with a long-term deal this offseason uh, and not get into this, uh, you know, 
back and forth that we're seeing with a lot of teams, but this is what's happened with DeGrom. DeGrom wanted an extension. The Mets and him couldn't come to an agreement. So he said, all right, well, I'll probably opt out. Obviously, the Yankees are seeing this with Aaron Judge this year. He, he could potentially leave. They couldn't come to an agreement. There was some sour grapes. I don't want us to get to that place with Alonzo. <laughs> um, I think, you know, Alonzo uh, on the on the 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 offensive side of the ball is the heart and soul of the Mets along with Lindor, and I don't think we want to uh, to to rock that boat at all. I, I understand that. Uh, let's play crystal ball here. For <laughs> we're gonna say the Mets win this series, right? How do you? Well, you're more optimistic than me right now, but go <laughs> ahead. We'll we'll go ahead and say that. Okay. Um, this Tuesday, and the Mets are moving right along. You know, uh, how do you think this National League plays out in your pick for the World Series? So, um, you know, so the Mets would be going to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers, and okay, so as would the Padres. Um, so, I, I mean, I if the Mets don't go into LA in the first two games and split. Um, there's zero chance that we're even going to go back to LA to finish the series. I think, mm -hmm. um, I think that, um, I think that there is a, uh, a real chance that we, we get eliminated. And I don't know if you just saw one of our relievers just went down. So Jolie Rodriguez has been replaced yeah. on the, on the playoff roster. Taiwan Walker is actually being put back on to, to take over that spot. So if we have to use him tonight, or tomorrow, um, that takes away who would be our game one starter probably in that division series. I, I mean, I don't want to say it's going to be tough for the Mets because it's going to be tough for the Padres if they're the, the opponent for the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers won 111 games this year, uh, tied for, I think, the fourth most in Major League history. So whoever faces the Dodgers is going to be in for an uphill battle. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think that's what's going to – but uh, no, I don't see anyone getting past the Dodgers, unfortunately, if the Mets – play the way they are playing against the Padres or they played against the Braves two weeks ago. I mean, if they played like they played the Nats, that would be great. They'd beat it, everyone, but uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. The Dodgers are not the Nationals. Yeah. Um, who, do, so Dodgers versus who in the World Series? Well, well, you, 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 you're short, you're short starting your team there because the on the other side it looks like <laughs> uh, the Phillies are going to play the Braves, yeah. which as a Mets fan makes me want to cry that <laughs> the Phillies possibly will be in the division series and not us. Right. Um, the third place team is there. Um, I think the Braves beat the Phillies, and I think it'll be the Braves and the Dodgers in the NLCS, and I, I just think that the uh the Braves mm -hmm. will take out the Dodgers I do hey. I, I really do I think that um while LA has great pitching mm -hmm. I think the Braves are that much better um the only thing that I think that could be a, a problem is Kenley Jansen for the Braves uh, especially oh, going God. back into Dodger Stadium in a oh, high-pressure situation, yes, I, I could see him melting down. Um, oh, so gosh. I think I think what has to happen is the Braves need to have enough runs at the end of the game to not have to use Kenley in Dodger Stadium at least. Right. So can you imagine saying that at the beginning of the season, like we need to have enough win runs so we don't use? Yes. 
Because he has in the middle of the season, late in the season, he has blown some leads. And for me, the Braves, they got the monkey off of their back last year in beating the Dodgers. Yep. And so they had that mm-hmm. confidence back. And we also, yep. as good as good as we were last year, we had a lot of luck and a lot of surprise uh performances from uh, Rosario and um God, what's the guy's name from he was in Miami? Soler. So we had a oh, lot of surprise performances yeah, and Jock Peterson, you know, but we didn't have Acuna last year. And I if yep. we, you know, that's gonna be huge. His leadoff presence is gonna be huge versus the Dodgers this year. And if we win the uh series against the Dodgers, I think Acuna's name is gonna be somewhere mentioned as one, two or three good plays that he's made at the bat or in the outfield. Well, there's a reason why we won. So so I do think it'll be the Braves as the National League representative in the World Series, as much as that pains my Met heart. Um, <laughs> I think that'll be there. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you want to talk on the American League side? Do you want to see where that goes? Uh, or do you want to just keep it National League? Or do you just yeah, want to know who I think? League. All right. But I think the Braves will end up playing the Yankees Ooh. in the uh, World Series. I think that the Yankees will find a way to out-offense the Astros, where the Astros will have better pitching. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know... A Yankees Braves World Series doesn't do anything for me, so um, <laughs> I'll just want to keep the National League to have the championship. So right. I'm gonna say it'll be a a tough fought, probably six or seven game series, but I'll say the Braves will probably be the repeat champions. I music to my ears, Paul. Music to my ears. You know, and you then in thinking... 2023, the Mets will take you out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure we have a podcast before that happens. So we can Probably where that goes. Yeah. Uh, for, as a as a Yankees fan, if you're a Yankees fan, you all better be in that World Series. I mean, it's it's been a while for you all. So for you all, oh yeah, it's been a very long time. For yeah. The <laughs> I I hope you uh, get it. Um, quick, let's just do like one or two feel good stories of the season for you, no matter which team you know just like in baseball in general we get for the you know we know aaron judge you know the base of uh, home runs uh anything else stuck out to you this year um trying to think i mean there was a couple of things obviously um you know i think that you know there's been uh i mean the cleveland guardians mm-hmm. you know they're the youngest team in baseball uh, they're fun to watch. Uh, just prior to us recording this, they just, you know, beat the Tampa Bay Rays in their division series. Uh, they actually played the longest uh, scoreless postseason game ever yeah. uh, with Cleveland winning one nothing in the 14th inning on a walk-off home run by uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, I think that's part of it. I, I mean, again, I think to stay in the NL East, I think you had a uh, Joe Girardi's firing, well, not a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Thompson coming in as the interim manager uh, and, you know, really taking that team and totally, uh, you know, making them into something yeah. uh, and now having them on the cusp of being in the National League Division Series. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. Um, I think that you can look at, 
you know, that is a really feel good story. I think that, um, you know, to make Gil Hodges finally making the Hall of Fame um, was a great feel good story for those that are in the know The the vast majority of people aren't familiar with him anymore, but people in New York uh, and L.A with the Dodgers, um, you know, very good. I mean, he was uh, the manager of the 69 Mets, longtime Brooklyn Dodger. Uh, he passed away in 1973 of a heart attack during spring training. That's yeah. how Yogi Berra became the Mets manager. And all these years, he's been denied uh, being in the Hall of Fame. And he really, uh, you know, was quite deserving of it. And, uh, you know, so that was a really good feel-good story as well. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, I, I mean, Shohei Otani, I, how many can you go wrong with that? I mean, right. he is, uh, I, I honestly do believe he should be the American League MVP over uh, Judge, which some people would obviously disagree. But he's the first person <laughs> ever to qualify for a batting title and an ERA title. He's pitched enough as well as hit enough. Uh, you know, he yeah. throws 100 mile per hour fastballs and hits 450 foot home runs. I mean, it's amazing, just amazing. Yeah, in this I mean, day and age too, with like the hitters that he, had, the, I mean, the pitchers that he has to face coming up as well. You know. Yep, and then you know the last thing that I'll say is a feel good story is Albert Pujols. I mean, this guy was about ready to be out of baseball in yeah. mid season, um, and he just oh, turned it back on. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to to get those last home runs, to break the 700 home run mark, um, really, really was great for, for him, for, for St. Louis, uh, and just for baseball. So, you know, I, I think that is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to throw one other thing just because of my... Uh, diversity and inclusion background and, uh-huh. and stuff like that but i think the fact that the uh, long overdue uh wearing of 21 by teams for roberto clemente mm. uh, roberto clemente day this year was absolutely uh fantastic and well, i can keep coming up with him but julio rodriguez in seattle he is this generation's uh ken griffey jr and and it can't be more fitting that he's coming from seattle so, you know, I think those are all great stories, um, you know, for, for 2022 and uh, stuff to build on for 2023. And and I'll add um, Money Mike Harris, you know, from the Braves, from my favorite team. Um, just as, you know, we hear this about the struggles of people like in, you know, AAA and Dole, you know, just like, man, when's my turn to come up? And like, I deserve to come up. And it's just like, if you all are working hard, anybody in your own profession, you know, it may not happen when you want it, but mm-hmm. hard work is deserving. You know, you just told me, Paul, that you got some good things happening at your job coming up for you, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I've had some good things come happen for me in my job and putting the work for it. And it's just like for him to just come up to the majors, get rewarded $72 million and oh, by the way, win the division and oh, by the way, you know, you get to play for a potential World Series depending on how far the Braves go. You know, in your rookie year, it's just like, man, don't give up out there. Whatever your passion is, hobby is, you know, whatever you're just striving for, a business, whatever, don't don't give up because hard work will right. fail. And yeah, absolutely. And Paul, I I we're gonna watch this game tonight. You know, text me, I'll text you back and forth. I'll be in the Mets pride. Shout out to also, yeah, we cannot in 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 the podcast without shouting out 
you know, the LGBTQ inclusive MLB groups that we're in, right? Uh, I help yeah. with the Braves Pride that Paul helps me with a lot. Thankful for that. Um, I pop my head in the Mets Pride. I don't comment much, but I do read it. Um, so, yeah. I will <laughs> say I do try to be very neutral in the Braves group. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, hey, if you are a fan of, uh, if you're listening to this, you're already in the Facebook groups online. Tell all your friends that love baseball, tell them to search for their group and on Facebook and add. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that, Paul. So, yeah. So uh, myself and, uh, you know, Ray Novotny, who we've had interviewed with you as well before, we started uh, in 2020 during spring training. We're out at the Cactus League. And we said, wouldn't it be great to have a place that all LGBTQ plus fans could come together, be able to talk about baseball, but not have to deal with the stereotypical bullshit for the lack of, lack of a better word uh, surrounding it the the ultra masculinity stuff like that so we just some night sat down and uh we created 30 pages and so we have a uh an lgbt uh page for every single team a uh, good friend of mine sally fisher has taken on a role to really uh become our director of uh membership and has increased the uh population of the groups uh almost doubling this year we're over 5,000 members in all of our groups um, at this point yeah um, so you know generally for the most part most of the groups are the team name and pride there's a couple of them that are they're a little different uh, you know there's gay San Francisco Giants fans LGBTQ Los Angeles Dodgers fans and G Rays for the Rays group but otherwise everything else is Braves pride, Mets pride, Reds pride, Rangers pride, Astros pride, whatever it is. Um, that's generally how you find us on Facebook. We also, again, just a little extra shout out. We have groups for uh, football, basketball, hockey, um, and baseball also for just general groups mm -hmm. um, as well as well as the WNBA, women's sports, and the Olympics. Uh, so if anyone's interested, we'd love to have you come aboard. Um and we always have a lot of good discussion in the off season as well. We talk about, you know, the hot stove, but um, it's also a great time that we start talking about, Oh, how, 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 uh, how is next year's uniforms going to look and who looks good in them? Mm. So, we're, <laughs> so we always uh, have that as well. I love it. I love it. Um, please join the groups. We'll be in there. We'll open you with open arms bring a friend. All right. Bring a friend. And with that said, everybody always be true. Be you and be fierce. Go whoever your team is in the playoffs. And if your team isn't in the playoffs this year in the MLB playoffs, hopefully they make it next year. <laughs> Take care, everyone.